the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon. Bill Bunkley here. This is the Bill Bunkley Show. And we are glad that you are with us this afternoon and uh, hope you're having a very special Friday afternoon. Well, we've got a lot to talk about today because I want to do a little drilling down. And what I want to drill down on is the speech yesterday given by our president, President 45, that would be Donald Trump. His comments there on the shores of the beaches of Normandy, adjacent to the graves of so many heroic Americans, French, British, the Allied Cemetery there that was a scene of D-Day. So we're going we're gonna to spend some time drilling down on that because I think it's important. Uh, there's uh, some important stories that the president reiterated about some of the heroes there are some important points that he makes, so we're going to be uh, taking a little look back uh, at yesterday's comments in just a moment. Also, it is turkey hunting season for Governor DeSantis. Now, I'm not talking about real turkey season. That ended a few weeks ago. No, we're going to talk about hunting for budget turkeys. That's topic on today's show. And uh, you knew it was hot. Just how hot was it here in May? We'll be talking about that. And coming up in the second hour, we'll be having Focus on the Family with us. Paul Batura is going to be answering the question, should your family get a pet? And we'll head on out to California. Movie guys Ben Kaiser is going to review The Secret Life of Pets 2 and Dark Phoenix. Now, let me add a couple of things. I uh, accompanied my family this morning to go see The Secret Life of Pets 2. And if you have uh, children, particularly young children, I very much don't think this is uh, a movie that you ought to be taking them to. And in fact, uh, I'm going to be talking with Ben Kaiser. I think that I might be a little bit more critical with the review than they have been, and we'll talk about that today. But all in uh, an environment uh, of learning and discussing a piece of um, entertainment uh, in terms of a movie. Also want to remind you that today is National Donut Day. I don't know if you've gone by. There's a few shops that are offering free donuts. You can uh, look on various local news websites uh, to give you those. We don't have time to do that with what I'd like to cover here in the first hour, but just let you know that uh, uh, probably most donut shops, if you buy one right now, pull in and say, hey, you have a free donut. Sometimes you have to buy a drink or something. But uh, anyway, today is National Donut Day. Well, the phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Before we get to our discussion of the president's comments in Normandy yesterday, 
I got some uh, updates for our folks listening in on the biz this afternoon, 1380. You probably know already that the jobs report for May came in very, very low, only about 85, 86,000 jobs, more than 100,000 jobs were expected. What, about 180? Anyway, uh, because this is another sign of a very significant slowing of the economy, believe it or not, sometimes maybe you, the investors listening today, the traders that are listening today, maybe you know, but... This, this world of investing and trading is so unpredictable because you would think with the economy slowing down that the stock market would go down. No, 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 no. We had quite a rally today. In fact, the biggest rally since November. The Dow Jones Industrials was up 263.2 points at the close at 25,983. NASDAQ uh, was up 126.5, closing at 77.42. And the S&P 500 up 29.85 at 2873. Why? Because now there is a very good chance that the Federal Reserve is going to move to cut, I repeat, cut interest rates. And whenever you have an interest rate cut, that is good for stocks. Also, the president was quoted as saying a couple of hours ago that there is a good chance that Mexico averts tariffs with deal that includes purchase of U.S. farm goods. So uh, for those who have been criticizing the president, I don't know that I I have ever believed that the president would actually enact tariffs. They're set to go, uh, 5% is set to be enacted come Monday morning. Uh, But um, I have not seen anything else get the attention of the Mexico leadership with reference to their doing their part to keep these uh, Guatemalans and others from Central America from coming through Mexico and storming the gates of the United States of America on our southern border. But uh, nonetheless, looks like some of that may be working. So that's your market update for the afternoon. We are now on FedWatch to see if they will lower the rates. And again, I want to reiterate for those of you uh, either thinking about a major purchase, uh, even a car loan, certainly a house purchase, Uh, This continues to be good news for interest rates being lower, and this is an opportunity for you. Our phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Yesterday, I think, was an extraordinarily important moment for the United States of America. And for those of you who have children, kids, teenagers, college students, it was an important opportunity to understand why we are free. Now, yesterday we had the Jerry Stewart special during the first hour, and he had uh, some uh, tremendous interviews with some of our veterans, uh, some of which who have passed away, who actually were involved with the D-Day storming of the beaches in Normandy during our first hour. During the second hour, uh, we had a chance to hear uh, some of the speeches in full. We heard from President Trump uh, some of his uh, comments from yesterday. We're going to go in much more detail in just a moment. But we got a chance to hear FDR's address to the nation, praying and invoking God throughout the entire six-minute speech that was done on radio. Then we heard uh, a very eloquent address by President Ronald Reagan, And that was uh, on a 40th anniversary. But it was almost as if in that second hour we went through time and seeing 
the America of today that we're all living compared to the America of 1984 when Reagan made his speech, and, of course, the America where we were involved in two wars on June the 6th, 1944. Well, we got an important question coming up, and that is the presidential election in 2020. And I think it's important to know that the two political parties, in many ways, could not be further apart. An appreciation for our military, appreciation for our heroes, that certainly was communicated by what we know to be one of the candidates of who will guide this nation from 2020 on. And uh, I wanted to hear and be able to go drill down in depth on some of the things the president said yesterday in his D-Day speech in Normandy. Let's go ahead and, uh, if we can, let's listen to cut number one as the president opened up his remarks. We are gathered here on freedom's altar, on these shores, on these bluffs, on this day 75 years ago. 10,000 men shed their blood and thousands sacrificed their lives for their brothers, for their countries, and for the survival of liberty. Today, we remember those who fell, and we honor all who fought right here in Normandy. They won back this ground for civilization to more than 170 veterans of the Second World War who join us today, you are among the very greatest Americans who will ever live. You are the pride of our nation. You are the glory of our republic. And we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. The imagery of the altar of freedom, or freedom's altar, Very effective, because when you consider 10,000 precious souls, some of you are hockey fans, some of you go regularly, season ticket holders. I don't know exactly what Amelie Arena holds. What is it, 12,000, 13,000, something like that? But imagine a sold-out Amelie Arena, and you just sit there and look around at all of those seats and all those people wiped out. In one day, men and women who thought about it the night before and on the trip over, where their commanding officers told them very, very clearly, most of you are not going to make it. And in fact, I heard the president give an interview, 90% of the first wave that hit the beach, they were all killed. 80% of the second wave of troops, because they had to do it in waves. 80% were killed in the second wave. It wasn't until the sixth wave of brave men getting out of those landing landing crafts that they were able to overtake the cliffs. The president was talking a little bit about his deep gratitude to those who were joined in yesterday's ceremony. Let's uh, listen in because he's right. This was a battle between good and evil. Today we express our undying gratitude. When you were young, these men enlisted their lives in a great crusade, one of the greatest of all times. Their mission is the story of an epic battle 
and the ferocious, eternal struggle between good and evil. On the 6th of June, 1944, they joined a liberation force of awesome power and breathtaking scale. After months of planning, the Allies had chosen this ancient coastline to mount their campaign to vanquish the wicked tyranny of the Nazi Empire from the face of the Earth. The battle began in the skies above us. In those first tense midnight hours, 1,000 aircraft roared overhead with 17,000 Allied airborne troops preparing to leap into the darkness beyond these trees. Then came dawn. The enemy who had occupied these heights saw the largest naval armada in the history of the world. Just a few miles offshore were 7,000 vessels bearing 130,000 warriors. They were the citizens of free and independent nations united by their duty to their compatriots and to millions yet unborn. There were the British whose nobility and fortitude saw them through the worst of Dunkirk and the London Blitz. The full violence of Nazi fury was no match for the full grandeur of British pride. Thank you. Well, I'm going to take a break, and when we come back, it wasn't just the Brits. It wasn't just the Americans, no. It was the Canadians, the Poles, the Norwegians, the Aussies, and, of course, the French. The president will talk about that. He'll talk about how these men came from small town, large town. They came from Americana, fight a halfway around the world. And then, of course, the Nazis ready to defend the beaches. All that and more coming up. President Trump's comments in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Hi, I'm Andrew Farley, author of Twisted Scripture, Untangling 45 Lies Christians Have Been Told. I'll be sending one lucky winner and a companion to Dallas, Texas for the Twisted Scripture Conference this November. Enter on this station's website and download my free guide to your identity in Christ. Hope to see you in Dallas. Enter the Twisted Scripture Getaway Giveaway today at letstalkfaith.com. Letstalkfaith.com. I want you to sleep in. I want you to cool down. And I want you to have the home of your dreams. I'm Alyssa Walters, CEO and daughter of family-owned and run BlindsGalore.com. My mom, Shelly. Hi, everyone. And I have been working together for as long as I can remember. We've never settled for mediocre, and you shouldn't either. We're tough customers, but we love to say wow when it's worth it. That's why we built Blinds Galore. To give you designer blinds, shades, drapery, and shutters without the designer price. Get free samples, free shipping, and all the free design help you desire. Our in-house team of experts can help you online or over the phone every step of the way. Plus, you're free to exchange your custom blinds or shades for any reason. It's that simple. We've been doing this for nearly 20 years and want you to take pride in your window treatments. It's your home after all. You'll love the view. We We promise. promise. Just go to BlindsGalore.com. That's BlindsGalore.com. 
By following Jesus, you can discover who God's created you to be and what he's created you to do. Discover more Saturday mornings at 1030 during Following Jesus with Pastor Joe Harris, pastor of Calvary 813. God's created you to live a passionate life that's fulfilling and fruitful. Learn more at followingjesusradio.com. And don't miss Following Jesus with Pastor Joe Harris, Saturday mornings at 1030 on Faith Talk, AM 570-910, and online at letstalkfaith.com. Bill Bunkley here. We're live on this Friday afternoon, and uh, I want to tell you, as we are listening very carefully to the president's uh, comments that he made on the beaches of Normandy yesterday for the 75th anniversary of D-Day, I want to tell you that uh, we'll also take your calls. If there's something that the president shares that uh, it just sort of moves you or, or disturbs you, uh, if there's something that just triggers your patriotism or your thoughts about uh, the president, the D-Day, phone lines are open. Uh, we'll entertain your discussion at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Well, the president uh, very, very clearly pointed out that the whole D-Day experience, though mostly talked about the Americans and the Brits and the French, there were others. He'll comment about that. And as we think about all of the brave boys, 18 years and up, went halfway around the world and were told that probably they stood a good chance of not living for the next 24 hours. And the big Nazi war machine. Let's go ahead and listen in to the president as he commented about all three subjects yesterday from Normandy. There were the Canadians whose robust sense of honor and loyalty compelled them to take up arms alongside Britain from the very, very beginning. There were the fighting Poles, the tough Norwegians, and the intrepid Aussies. There were the gallant French commandos, soon to be met by thousands of their brave countrymen, ready to write a new chapter in the long history of French valor. They came from the farms of a vast heartland, the streets of glowing cities, and the forges of mighty industrial towns. Before the war, many had never ventured beyond their own community. Now they had come to offer their lives half a world from home. This beach, codenamed Omaha, was defended by the Nazis with monstrous firepower, Thousands and thousands of mines and spikes driven into the sand so deeply. It was here that tens of thousands of the Americans came. The GIs who boarded the landing craft that morning knew that they carried on their shoulders not just the pack of a soldier, but the fate of the world. Yes, they did. And yesterday was such a moving, just a moving, moving um, 
opportunity to recognize the 75th anniversary. Of course, the president uh, and the first lady was accompanied by the French president and his wife and uh, about five to seven of many, many of the actual veterans of D-Day who were sitting on the podium. Uh, What an impressive sight. Some of them uh, in period uniforms, uh, and uh, some of them were recognized for uh, even more heroic uh, opportunities than they had uh, been rewarded heretofore. Now we want to talk about some folks, because uh, the president uh, certainly had uh, two or three folks that he wanted to outline for their bravery, outline for their thoughts about the war. The first up was Colonel Taylor. And Colonel Taylor was asked a question if the Germans would be able to stop them. What was his response? Let's listen to the president. Colonel George Taylor, whose 16th Infantry Regiment would join in the first wave, was asked, what would happen if the Germans stopped right then and there? Cold on the beach, just stopped them. What would happen? This great American replied, why, the 18th Infantry is coming in right behind us. The 26th Infantry will come on too. Then there is the 2nd Infantry Division, already afloat. And the 9th Division, and the 2nd Armored, and the 3rd Armored, and all the rest. Maybe the 16th won't make it, but someone will. You know, as I sit and think about that, if you, I've not been to Normandy. I've been on the White Cliffs of Dover, which is on the British side of the English Channel. But I've certainly uh, reviewed and studied uh, still photography and uh, the old uh, 20 millimeter uh, black and white film. I just can't imagine as the boys are coming over in those landing crafts and they came in waves. They didn't all come at one time. And the president was just referring to that uh, as they came in with their different divisions. And like I said, the first landing craft comes in. It's a long wooden boat and the front comes down. It looks like a big sheet of plywood comes down and then you run out of the landing craft. That's the way the infantry came ashore. And they came in waves. Imagine you're in the first wave, that door comes down, and the Germans up a high on the bluff, they can see you very well, certainly within range of their machine guns. And they basically, the Germans cut down 90% of the boys that got out of those landing crafts on the first wave. Then the second wave, waiting for the first ones to clear out, bring in the second wave of our fierce soldiers. I think 80% of those were killed that day. And then it was 70, so forth and so on. It got down to the sixth wave, as I mentioned earlier, before they were able to overtake the positions. Imagine... Imagine what was going through their minds. What would go through your minds? If you're in landing craft number two or three, and that door flies open, 
and especially in the early ones, you see the number of casualties that have been cut down when your view opens up. And once that front plywood-looking door comes down and goes down on the sands of the beach, you you and all of your buddies are exposed inside that landing craft in a very tight spot for, for the incoming machine gun fire. That is just, to me, a super real or a super human position to be in. And those are the heroes that we're talking about. Now, when we come back, I've heard a lot about this guy. This guy was uh, someone who hit the beaches of Omaha Beach in Normandy. He's someone that was purely exposed He did not have a rifle. He had a helmet with a big red plus mark with a white background. He was a medic with a medical bag. His name was Ray Lambert. And some of you may have heard his story. When we come back, we'll hear the president talking about Ray Lambert. More of the Bill Bunkley Show. Phone lines are open, 877-943-9673. We'll take your calls as well. Don't go away. More from President. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. The latest word is that talks between the U.S. and Mexico continue with no word on a deal that will halt tariffs from starting on Monday. Well, there has reportedly been some progress at this point. The White House says tariffs on Mexico are going forward as planned. Brexit got the better of British Prime Minister Theresa May, who has formerly stepped down as Conservative Party leader. Her mission was to bring about Brexit, but she failed to do so. In Tuscaloosa, University of Alabama trustees voting to return a record $26.5 billion to a donor who called for a boycott after the state passed a strict pro-life law. A Texas prosecutor says investigators have linked more than 60 killings in at least 14 states to a 79-year-old inmate who may be the most prolific serial killer in U.S. history. Samuel Little, serving life sentences in California, claims to have killed 93 women. This is SRN News. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Walk the ancient temple steps, sail on the Sea of Galilee, and so many more unforgettable moments. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. Join Dennis Prager on the Stand with Israel tour. Book today at 800-247-1899. 800-247-1899. Or click on the Stand with Israel banner at letstalkfaith.com. This is Albert Mogwin for townhall.com. This week marked the 30th anniversary of one of the darkest days of the 20th century. On June the 4th, 1989, guns were fired and tanks rolled against students who had assembled in China in historic Tiananmen Square in Beijing. The students had begun gathering in mid-April, sensing what they thought was a season of political openness within China. 
They called for a multi-party system, rights for students, freedom of assembly, and freedom of the press. Western media were captivated by these courageous young protesters. But in the hours between June the 3rd and 4th, the Chinese Communist Party announced it was going to eliminate the protest. Western estimates of the dead students range from several hundred to the far more credible several thousands. There is one basic historical lesson of Tiananmen Square, and that is this. A communist party in a one-party state does not give up its control without blood. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree. Apply by June 15th for fall classes. Thanks for listening today to Faith Talk. We'd like to introduce you to a new radio program, The Living Word with Pastor Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship. Each weekday, Pastor Danny will walk you through the scriptures, verse by verse, passionately sharing the truth and hope of the gospel for a lost and dying world. Find out more at ccfstpete.church. The Living Word with Danny Hodges, weekdays at 1030 a.m. on Faith Talk, a.m. 570, 910, and at com. Human trafficking is modern-day slavery, and it happens in our own communities. Victims can be any gender, age, or race. Join the Department of Homeland Security's Blue Campaign to learn how to recognize and report this heinous crime. Visit our website at www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign. That's www.dhs.gov slash blue campaign. Your second look could be their second chance. We're back, Bill Bunkley here, the Bill Bunkley Show, and uh, we are reflecting on uh, the leader of the free world. That is President Donald Trump this afternoon, and um, as we look forward and we think about the very important election of 2020, where this country will be picking a new leader in all of the controversy that's going on now between the Democratic, the Democrat camp and Republican camp, uh, wanted to just uh, spend some time today drilling down on what was a very important speech yesterday. Now, obviously, it is obvious that uh, if you're going to compare style between Ronald Reagan in 1984 and President Donald Trump uh, in uh, 2019, Look, nobody nobody can beat the Gipper when it comes to style points. We're talking about an accomplished actor who spent a career learning how to deliver uh, an important speech just because it was before cameras and acting. And so remember that uh, we're looking we're looking as we should look, and that is the content. And there was so much rich content in the president's speech. That's why. I didn't want to lightly go over with uh, how we paid our our respects to the 75th anniversary yesterday, both in the first hour with Jerry Stewart and in, in the second hour with yours truly. Now I want to talk about some folks who are very important. There was a medic, Ray Lambert, and I know his story very, very well. And uh, this, is a, this is a guy who landed on the beaches caring for those in the final moments of their life, horrific numbers of people dying, uh, horrific injuries as a report of those who were alive from the machine gun blasts. 
But uh, President Donald Trump tells the story of someone in Colonel Taylor's regiment, 23 years old, Ray Lambert. Let's listen in. One of those men in Taylor's 16th Regiment was Army medic Ray Lambert. Ray was only 23, but he had already earned three Purple Hearts and two Silver Stars fighting in North Africa and Sicily, where he and his brother Bill, no longer with us, served side by side. In the early morning hours, the two brothers stood together on the deck of the USS Henrico before boarding two separate Higgins landing craft. If I don't make it, Bill said, please, please take care of my family. Ray asked his brother to do the same. Of the 31 men on Ray's landing craft, only Ray and six others made it to the beach. There were only a few of them left. They came to the sector right here below us. Easy Red, it was called. Again and again, Ray ran back into the water. He dragged out one man after another. He was shot through the arm. His leg was ripped open by shrapnel. His back was broken. He nearly drowned. He had been on the beach for hours, bleeding and saving lives, when he finally lost consciousness. He woke up the next day on a cot beside another badly wounded soldier. He looked over and saw his brother Bill. They made it. They made it. They made it. At 98 years old, Ray is here with us today with his fourth Purple Heart and his third Silver Star from Omaha. Ray, the free world salutes you. I don't know about you, but that truly gives me chills when I, when I hear that particular passage in the president's speech. And, and to have read about Ray Lambert and the fact that he's still alive, and what he experienced on the beaches of Normandy, and then to see his brother. Hollywood could not script that uh, any better. No, this is a real story about real human lives. Two married men pledging to take care of each other's families. Tell you what, the American spirit doesn't get better than that. And then there's Captain Dawson. Captain Dawson's got a story. Let's listen into the president about his story. Down on the beach, Captain Joe Dawson, the son of a Texas preacher, led Company G through a minefield to a natural fold in the hillside, still here. Just beyond this path, to my right, Captain Dawson snuck beneath an enemy machine gun perch and tossed his grenades. Soon, American troops were charging up Dawson's draw. What a job he did. 
what bravery he showed. Lieutenant Spaulding and the men from Company E moved on to crush the enemy's strong point on the far side of this cemetery and stop the slaughter on the beach below. It was the men who were able to make it up the cliffs, led by Captain Dawson, who were able to then get up to the cliffs in the area that was breached and then to attack the machine gun nests of the Nazis that were on the cliffs overlooking the entire French seashore seashore there. And uh, who knows how many more lives would have been lost if these early, early men who successfully came through the machine gun fire climbed the cliffs and then fought to kill the Nazis from behind. And, you know, you never know how old someone's going to be when they're a hero. And that's why I want you to listen in, because the next story is Private First Class Pickett. Pickett was almost superhuman. Let's listen to the president. Private First Class Russell Pickett of the 29th Division's famed 116th Infantry Regiment had been wounded in the first wave that landed on Omaha Beach. At a hospital in England, Private Pickett vowed to return to battle. I'm going to return, he said. I'm going to return. Six days after D-Day, he rejoined his company. Two-thirds had been killed already. Many had been wounded within 15 minutes of the invasion. They lost 19 just from the small town of Bedford, Virginia alone. Before long, a grenade left Private Pickett and he was gravely wounded, so badly wounded. Again, he chose to return. He didn't care. He had to be here. He was then wounded a third time and laid unconscious for 12 days. They thought he was gone. They thought he had no chance. Russell Pickett is the last known survivor of the legendary Company A. And today, believe it or not, he has returned once more to these shores to be with his comrades. Private Pickett, you honor us all with your presence. You know, I just sit here and marvel. I marvel at those gentlemen. Again, you are probably eight, you would be 18 years of age. Um, if you joined the military in 1944, and so 93 and above, a couple of these were 100, 101, just amazing of the life these heroes have seen and how important it is for our young people today. Wish our young people could all sit one-on-one for an hour with one of these heroes to learn uh, the sacrifices and the price that they played. Now, something tells me that their their look of their 
their own reflection of their own responsibility to this country might be just a little bit different than so much of the socialism talk that we have today. Now, you will remember from 1944, it was the Brits, it was the Americans, the Norwegians, the Poles, etc., the Aussies. They came to Normandy to first liberate France from the Nazi occupation. But remember that we owe a debt of gratitude to the French way back to the American Revolution, our American Revolution. Because many believe it was with the arrival of the French ships that took on the British Navy that helped put us over the edge where we won the war for our independence. So even though you and I may travel to Paris, and at times it's always been sort of the running commentary or joke about how snobbish or I remember going to France two or three decades ago, getting in Paris in the middle of winter off the train, and nobody, since I spoke English, nobody would help us until we ran into a American exchange student. But with all of that, I want you to know that each of the 9,388 American soldiers buried there, something special. There's a connection with the French. Let's listen in. 9,388 young Americans rest beneath the white crosses and stars of David arrayed on these beautiful grounds. Each one has been adopted by a French family that thinks of him as their own. They come from all over France to look after our boys. They kneel, they cry, they pray, they place flowers, and they never forget. Today, America embraces the French people and thanks you for honoring our beloved dead. Thank you. As we get ready to take our final break, it is important to pause. The French, and especially those who have adopted the graves of these 9,388 buried American soldiers, They have not forgotten, and they pledge they will never forget. I wonder what happened in America. Why have our younger generations forgotten? Why have our younger generations so quickly adopted socialism? Kinfolk to communism kinfolk to fascism. Certainly, certainly baffling to me. When we come back, some final spiritual from the soul comments of President Donald Trump. question you need omega-3s but which form should you take 
fish oil, or krill oil. Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-340-5765. 1-800-340-5765. That's 1-800-340-5765. Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? That's right. That's why it's critical to supplement your diet with a good source of vitamin C every single day. Aquapowder's vitamin C is a safe, effective, and delicious way to get the powerful vitamin C your body needs. And it's easy. Just mix with water and drink. Feel more energy, boost your immune system, and fight free radical damage. The secret is that Aquapowder's vitamin C combines nature's most potent forms of vitamin C, including acerola cherry, to deliver 2,000 milligrams per serving. That's real protection. And Aquapowder's vitamin C is available on Amazon. That's spelled A-Q-U-A-P-O-W-D-E-R-Z. Vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and Aquapowder's is one of the best ways to get vitamin C. So go to Amazon now and get your Aquapowder's vitamin C today. And remember, Aquapowder's transforms water into wellness. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Autoglass America. That's right, Tampa Bay. If you have a cracked windshield and full coverage insurance, they can install a new one for free and buy back your old one for up to $100 cash on the spot. Call 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-G-L-A-S-S. 813-96-GLASS. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Autoglass America. So, along with everything else you have to do day-to-day running your business, you're trying to manage your digital marketing and social media. It's a lot of heavy lifting. How can you compete? Well, first, lighten the load. Get in touch with Salem Surround. We take the mysteries of digital marketing off your shoulders and deliver customers so you can run your business. To compete in today's business world, you must utilize every digital marketing tool possible. But who has the time to research, learn, and access all the options? Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. It's easy, and there's no heavy lifting. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more at surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. Saturday afternoons at 4.30. Join Pastor John Couch for This Day in the Word. He blesses those who diligently, they are focused. They got missile lock. They're dialed in. They're going after God who seek Him, who run hard after Him, who love Him, who live for Him. This Day in the Word with Pastor John Couch. Saturday afternoons at 4.30 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com.
Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley taking a very, very in-depth look at President Donald Trump's speech yesterday on the shores of Normandy. And uh, just have a limited time left, and uh, I want to just bring some closing portions of his remarks to you this afternoon. As we get to the end of the president's speech, it was clear that humbleness, humbleness of our men and women is resounding. They didn't complain. But they fought for their family, for their freedom, and their faith. And the president recognized that. Let's listen in. From across the earth, Americans are drawn to this place as though it were a part of our very soul. We come not only because of what they did here, we come because of who they were. They were young men with their entire lives before them. They were husbands who said goodbye to their young brides and took their duty as their fate. They were fathers who would never meet their infant sons and daughters because they had a job to do. And with God as their witness, they were going to get it done. They came wave after wave without question, without hesitation, and without complaint more powerful than the strength of American arms was the strength of American hearts. These men ran through the fires of hell, moved by a force no weapon could destroy. The fierce patriotism of a free, proud, and sovereign people. They battled not for control and domination, but for liberty, democracy, and self-rule. They pressed on for love and home and country, the main streets, the schoolyards, the churches, and neighbors, the families, and communities that gave us men such as these. They were sustained by the confidence that America can do anything because we are a noble nation with a virtuous people praying to a righteous God. The exceptional might came from a truly exceptional spirit. The abundance of courage came from an abundance of faith. The great deeds of an army came from the great depths of their love. As they confronted their fate, the Americans of the Allies placed themselves into the palm of God's hand. You know, we're talking about real patriots, real heroes, both dead and alive. The dead gave up lives of prosperity and travel so that we could do it today. And do it, I mean travel and to live free. Their contributions are eternal. And President Trump asked for God's blessing. Let's listen into the final comments. The men behind me will tell you that they are just the lucky ones. As one of them recently put it, all the heroes 
are buried here. But we know what these men did. We knew how brave they were. They came here and saved freedom. And then they went home and showed us all what freedom is all about. The American sons and daughters who saw us to victory were no less extraordinary in peace. Seven decades ago, the warriors of D-Day fought a sinister enemy who spoke of a thousand-year empire. In defeating that evil, they left a legacy that will last not only for a thousand years, but for all time. For as long as the soul knows of duty and honor, for as long as freedom keeps its hold on the human heart, today as we stand together upon this sacred earth, we pledge that our nation will forever be strong and united. We will forever be together. Our people will forever be bold. Our hearts will forever be loyal. And our children and their children will forever and always be free. May God bless our great veterans. May God bless our allies. May God bless the heroes of D-Day. And may God bless America. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was President Donald Trump speaking in Normandy. And the president is known as a fighter. And he certainly was talking about some brave fighters of that day. We hope that you have enjoyed uh, a look at the president's comments. Especially pray for the presidential election coming up in 2020. The leadership of America. Hey, by the way, it's been the hottest May for 100 years. That was one of our topics. We'll cover the budget turkeys next week. I'm Bill Bunkley. I'll be over on 570 and 910. Do you like winning prizes? How about getting sneak peek opportunities and offers before anyone else? Join the Faith Talk fan club today at letstalkfaith.com and gain access to incredible contest opportunities, free movie preview events, discounts, and more. If you're passionate about Faith Talk and want to be rewarded just for being a part of the Faith Talk community, sign up for the Faith Talk fan club today. Join the Faith Talk fan club by clicking the fan club tab at letstalkfaith.com. Hi, I'm Brian Golden, lead pastor of Centerpoint Church, and I want to invite you to tune into Unfiltered Radio. Whether you're a skeptic, maybe you've been hurt by the church, or you are a Jesus follower, we want to help you in your journey of faith or investigating faith. On Unfiltered, we're honest. We try to speak at street level about what it means to follow Jesus and his teachings. And what you'll discover may lead you to give Jesus another look. Listen to Unfiltered Radio with Bryant Golden, weeknights at 6.30 on Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Faith Talk 570, WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. 
President Trump, who has just returned to the United States, now says there is a good chance that the U.S. will strike a deal with Mexico to stop tariffs from taking place next week. Tweeting aboard Air Force One, he said if there's a deal, Mexico will begin purchasing farm and agricultural products at very high levels. White House economic advisor Kevin Hassett says talks with Mexico are progressing, but the president has the final say. But whether they've done enough uh, to satisfy the president, who knows this issue better than anybody, is something that we'll find out. The president has threatened the tariffs, hoping that Mexico will stem the flow of Central American migrants into the U.S. Correspondent Wally Hines tells us that the U.S. and Russia are blaming each other for a near collision at sea. The incident occurred in the East China Sea. According to the Russian version, one of its destroyers had to take emergency action to avoid a collision after a U.S. guided missile cruiser passed within about 165 feet of it. The Russians claim the USS Chancellorsville suddenly changed course and cut across the path of the destroyer. The Navy is blaming Russia, calling the behavior of its destroyer unsafe and unprofessional. The incident comes just days after another close encounter between U.S. and Russian fighter jets. Meanwhile, Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan says the U.S. will continue its operations despite the incident. Unsafe unprofessional acts will not deter us from conducting operations. A top University of Alabama donor says the school is punishing him after he called for a university boycott in response to the state's new abortion ban. The university's board of trustees voted today to return a more than $26 million gift to Hugh F. Culverhouse Jr. and remove his name from the law school. Stocks rose sharply after the U.S. economy added only 75,000 jobs last month. More on these stories at townhall.com. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Blue Star Medicated Ointment gets five-star reviews from our loyal users for fast relief of the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. Blue Star soothes insect bites and fungal infections. It really works on the summer rashes I get every year. I had psoriasis on my elbows. Blue Star worked wonders. Amazing stuff. Mirabelle on and the itch is gone. Look for the white box with the blue star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast or your money back. A former Minneapolis police officer has been sentenced to 12 and a half years in prison for fatally shooting an unarmed woman. Hennepin County District County Judge Catherine Quaintance announced the sentence. The sentencing guideline sentence for murder in the third degree is 128 to 180 months. With regard to count two, I hereby commit you to the Commissioner of Corrections for a period of 150 months. Mohammed Noor has 90 days to appeal his conviction. The military is investigating the president of the U.S. Naval War College amid allegations that he spent excessively, abused his hiring authority, and otherwise behaved inappropriately. Complaints sent to the Navy include concerns that Rear Admiral Jeffrey Harley drank alcohol on the job. He denies wrongdoing. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Greg Clugston. The online delivery wars are heating up. 
this time inside shoppers' homes. Move over Amazon. Walmart is not just offering to deliver groceries, but also have one of its workers put the food in your refrigerator if you're not home. The nation's largest grocer says the service starting this fall will be for more than a million customers in three cities, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Missouri, and Vero Beach, Florida. The new service is part of Walmart's drive to expand its shopping options that include curbside pickup and online grocery delivery. Amazon offers similar service in certain cities, but it's not for groceries. I'm Shelley Antler. British Prime Minister Theresa May has formally stepped down as head of the Conservative Party. Her three years at the helm started after Britain voted to leave the European Union and Brexit dominated her time in office. May will remain as acting prime minister until this summer. More on these stories at townhall.com. Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods. This is the Bill Bunkley Show on Faith Talk 570 and 910 WTBN. Our rights come from nature and God and not from government. History will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. Phone lines are open. In Hillsboro, 813-287-5700 or toll-free, 1-877-943-9673. As for me and my house, we've already made a decision. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's a decision that every single person here tonight has to make. You either have to decide that you're going to serve the gods of materialism all around or the true and the living God. And now, the president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberties Commission. Here's Bill Bunkley. Good afternoon. Welcome to this Friday edition of the Bill Bunkley Show, the 5 o'clock hour. And uh, as we do from week to week, we have our two special segments. First with Focus on the Family and then with uh, our friends at Movie Guide. First up on Focus on the Family, this is a real, real deep subject. Paul Batur is going to be with me from um, Focus, Vice President of Communications. But the question is, should your family have a pet? Now, think about that. Should your family have a pet? We'll talk about that with Paul, and he and I are going to share some of our experiences. But that's coming up here uh, in the first segment uh, with Focus on the Family. That will be coming out of Colorado Springs. Then we'll move on to L.A. and Hollywood, and uh, Ben Kaiser is going to be with us with Movie Guide and uh, going to have a discussion because I saw The Secret Life of Pets 2 this morning with Mrs. Bunkley and Zachary, and I'm not too high on the movie. In fact, I personally wouldn't recommend anybody to go see it. Now, I think that uh, I may have a little bit of a disagreement from a point of view with the official Movie Guide review. And we'll have that discussion coming up in a moment. We'll also look at uh, Ben's review of Dark Phoenix, which is a new movie opening up today, as well as an article about sex trafficking and warning against watching the Game of Thrones. All that in the morning, Bill Bunkley show coming up in a moment. Don't go away. I'll be right back. I'm still here missing you today. Have you ever wondered if God is pleased with you? Do you question whether you're close to him? And can you really know his will for your life? 
Hi, I'm Andrew Farley, author of the new book, Twisted Scripture, Untangling 45 Lies Christians Have Been Told. Right now, I'm inviting you to enter for a chance to win a luxury fall getaway to Dallas, Texas this November for the Twisted Scripture Conference. I'll address the burning spiritual questions all believers face. So visit this station's website today to enter to win. And just for entering, you'll receive a free guide to help you discover your new identity in Christ. Hope to see you in Dallas. Download your free guide and enter to win a trip to Dallas at letstalkfaith.com. Letstalkfaith.com. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. This week marked the 30th anniversary of one of the darkest days of the 20th century. On June the 4th, 1989, guns were fired and tanks rolled against students who had assembled in China in historic Tiananmen Square in Beijing. The students had begun gathering in mid-April, sensing what they thought was a season of political openness within China. They called for a multi-party system, rights for students, freedom of assembly, and freedom of the press. Western media were captivated by these courageous young protesters. But in the hours between June the 3rd and 4th, the Chinese Communist Party announced it was going to eliminate the protest. Western estimates of the dead students range from several hundred to the far more credible several thousands. There is one basic historical lesson of Tiananmen Square, and that is this. A communist party in a one-party state does not give up its control without blood. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree. Apply by June 15th for fall classes. So you sit down and do your budget, and you look at all your monthly costs and your bills and your income, and it seems like there's never quite enough. You know what would really help. Finding $500 a month to help balance things out. That is the typical savings, $500 a month for a family when you switch to MediShare for your health care. And when it comes to health care sharing ministries, MediShare is really the gold standard. It's been around for 25 years and has more than 400,000 members. It's been around so long and grown so much because it works. And whether you're single or married or have kids, this could make sitting down to do a monthly budget a lot more fun. $500 a month can more than cover a car payment or payback loans, whatever. So join MediShare and go out to dinner to celebrate. Here's the number to call. They are incredibly kind and helpful to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Sunday afternoons at 1230 and 630. Listen to Calvary Church Radio with Dr. Willie Rice. Pass it along to other faithful people who will pass it along to others also. Who's going to heaven because God has worked through your life? Calvary Church Radio with Dr. Willie Rice. Sundays at 12.30 p.m. and 6.30 p.m. On Faith Talk, AM 570, 910, and FM 102.1.
Good afternoon and welcome back to the Bill Bunkley Show on this Friday afternoon. And it is always at this appointed time during the week that we have a chance to visit with our very good friends at Focus on the Family. Not only do you get a chance to hear uh, most of the time Jim Daly twice a day right here on Faith Talk 57910, but we have an opportunity to really plug in with them 24-7. Whatever you may be dealing with, you always want to go to FocusOnTheFamily.com. That's the website of the ministry, FocusOnTheFamily.com, and just put in the topic of what you're dealing with, and oftentimes uh, there's some direction there. Plus, they also have counselors for some of those more serious uh, situations that demand you talking to someone. Well, today we have back with us again Paul Bator, one of my favorite buddies. He's Vice President of Communications for Focus. And um, he is responsible for all the media and the media relations. And you can imagine being a Christ-centered ministry uh, that's no nonsense and responding to the culture. You can just imagine what kind of days he has sometimes. But he also uh, oversees internal communications. And if you ever go out to visit, focus on the family and maybe take a group or something. If you get that set up, he's involved with uh, guest relations and community relations. And, of course, they're, they're in Colorado Springs. But uh, he's been with them since 1998, and uh, he is a, a top writer and advisor, both to Dr. James Dobson and to Jim Daly, the current president. And, Paul, good to have you back with us today. Oh, it's always great to be with you, Bill. Thanks for having me back. Now, this is going to be a topic that some may chuckle a little bit, but, uh, you know, it's summertime. In fact, oddly enough, we're dealing with this in our family. And today's topic is, should your family get a pet? And uh, I'm interested to hear what Paul's expertise is in this area, uh, because uh, we had a couple of dachshunds at one time, and they got to be 16 and 18 years of age before they passed. And now we got a couple of cats, but my 13-year-old really wants a dog, and uh, the species of dog is up in the air. But Let's just start with that basic question, Paul Bator. Why should a family get a pet? You know, there are so many good reasons, Bill. And, of course, I'm going to tip my hand. I do think a uh, kid should have a pet, assuming uh, the home allows it and the neighborhood and all of that is a good fit. But pets uh, do so much for our children. They teach them responsibility. They teach them empathy. Um, they make good excuse to get out and play and run and fetch and uh, you know, they're company. They give us a good chance to uh, have a pal to walk around with. And, and then, look, at the end of their life, they also teach us um, how to deal with loss and struggle. And uh, I think there's a lot of, a lot of good reasons. Those are kind of the top, top shelf uh, way of looking at it. Well, you really struck a chord uh, because uh, you've been writing for Fox News, doing some op-eds. And uh, you wrote about this very topic uh, in the sense that we don't ever forget our pets as, uh, as we grow up, the pets of our childhood. And I got to tell you, just the other day, you know, you've got uh, passwords changing for everything. And I had a new security question. And it wasn't, uh, you know, who's your current dog? What was the name of your first dog? Now, my first dog was called Tippy, T-I-P-P-Y. Uh, was the name of our first dog, and I got to tell you what I the memories of Tippy are very clear. And then the uh, the two dachshunds that we had, 
And uh, there's a story behind that. They were Teddy and Alice Roosevelt, named after uh, Colonel Teddy Roosevelt and his wife. And uh, I'll tell you a cute story about that in a moment. But uh, I got to tell you, there was a lot of longevity there. And when, when Mrs. B and I were having our miscarriages, I mean, they were our kids. I mean, we were bad, Paul. We would, we'd fly down to Key West and, you know, get a couple bikes with uh, baskets. And the two dachshunds were in the baskets. I mean, we were really in the tank. But uh, I say that to say I know what you mean. Well, I can relate to this, Bill, because, uh, you know, you're talking childhood. I, I, we, I grew up with several dogs through my childhood, but my wife and I struggled with infertility as well. And we had a great Dane that really helped get us through it. He was, uh, you know, great company. He was a terrific uh, companion. And uh, he really got my wife, especially, through some tearful, tearful times. And so uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that. And I'd love to hear your story. You had more uh, creative names for your dogs. I grew up, my first dog, was a beagle and our family named it snoopy so there's not a lot of creativity there but it was also a great dog <laughs> well in a moment i want to ask you about how you have the family meeting now i know you're not in the counseling department there at focus uh, you're in the communications but we're going to let you pay counselor in a moment and that is uh when you've got a diverse teenager to some degree and he has his idea of what kind of dog he wants and then Mrs. B and I have our idea about what kind of dog we may want, so I'm going to let you kind of take a crack at that in a minute. But the story goes that uh, there's an organization here. I'm now kind of like the chaplain for the organization. Uh, It is a civic organization uh, remembering uh, Teddy Roosevelt came to Tampa in 1898, and this is where all of the U.S. military formed bivouacs before they went to fight in the Spanish-American War in Cuba. So uh, we have a lot of reenactments and those type of things and go around and uh, speak at schools about the history of Teddy Roosevelt and the Rough Riders. And uh, we also do what's called teddy bear runs at a lot of hospitals, pediatric centers. So anyway, this was probably 15, 18 years ago, but uh, we had Tweed Roosevelt, which was the great, great grandson of Teddy Roosevelt down to Tampa. Uh, to speak at our annual uh, military ball. And so when he was down, uh, Bush Gardens got involved here because of uh, Teddy's uh, work in, ter- in terms of uh, the national parks and, and his outdoor love. So anyway, we took him to uh, Bush Gardens here in Tampa. And uh, back then it was kind of a VIP thing. Now you can do it as part of a package of tickets. But you get on this big truck and go out into the middle of what they call the African belt here where the train goes around and the sky ride. So anyway, we went out to feed the giraffes, right? So um, we're out there getting ready to feed the giraffes and Tweet standing next to me with a, several other folks in the press. And we were just chatting on the way out. I said, yeah, I'll tell you what, we're really a Teddy Roosevelt family. I said, uh, so much so we've got a couple of uh, uh, long-haired dachshunds. And uh, we named them Teddy and Alice Roosevelt. Oh, he looked, he turned around and looked at me. I mean, he didn't crack a smile. He didn't crack a joke. I mean, he took offense that I named my dogs Teddy and Alice Roosevelt. <laughs> Needless to say, it was, a, it was a chilly five or ten minutes until we kind of got past that. But I just want yeah. to tell you, maybe it was safe that you called your dog Snoopy. That's all I'm going to tell you. 
Oh, that's that is great. Yeah, some people need to lighten up. I grew up actually 20 minutes from Sagamore Hill. Uh, you know, it's the Roosevelt family home, and we got over there quite a oh, lot. Long Island, yeah. On uh, Long Island, yeah. And Teddy was uh, obviously a great sportsman, loved his animals, and uh, certainly is a it was that was a good call on your part. Yeah, we we loved it. In fact, uh, we were invited up by the Teddy Roosevelt Association. This is now probably eight nine years ago, but. They had uh, a reunion, and we actually caught the Long Island Railroad from downtown Manhattan, and they put special Teddy Roosevelt front and flags on it, took it all the way out to Montauk Point uh, to have a ceremony. So I didn't realize how long your Long Island is until you try and go from one end to the other, but that was uh, that was fun as well. Hundred and, yeah, all right, let me ask miles, you. I think, yeah. Well, it was longer than I thought, and it, the trip out was not too bad, but getting back to the hotel where we had a banquet that night, it was a, a little bit of a long day. Hey, you're listening to Paul Batora, Vice President of Communications for Focus. We've gotten off the track this afternoon, but that's okay. Um, let's get back to our topic, should your family get a pet? And uh, the question now is, is that when it was uh, Mrs. B and I, it was kind of easy to do a pet selection, but let me give you the scenario. now. We're all in agreement that we want to get a dog. We got the okay. two cats, and, you know, for the cat lovers out there, I'm not trying to offend you, but they don't do a whole lot for me, uh, you know, except feed them, you know. You know what Paul Harvey You know what Paul Harvey said about the difference between dogs and cats? He said to a I, dog, I, your family. I, I think I do, but a, I don't remember. Go ahead. He said to a dog, your family, to a cat, your staff. Oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they prance around here like they own the joint, you know? And uh, because Mrs. B is the one that not only feeds them on a regular basis, but also is the keeper of the treats. I mean, they follow her around like the Pied Piper. Uh, I go down I go down and just kind of pet them, you know, a little bit, and they kind of look at me with that look and then just prance off, you know. They're, they're done. So, uh, so anyway, so dogs are more or where I'm at. But now... My 13-year-old, he wants to get, he's picking out dogs that don't really look like dogs. Uh, and then we're more like, well, maybe we get another dachshund, or I don't know if we get a bigger dog, like a golden retriever, because, you know, the house and everything and where I'm at. So how do you referee between, say, teenagers and adults when it's time to get this new pet and maybe it's a dog? What would you do in your home? Yeah, you know, we've had similar conversations, and, and we were looking at smaller dogs, bigger dogs. I grew up with um, kind of mutts, so I had pretty average 50, 75-pound dogs. But when we got our first dog as a married couple, we had a great name. So we were just drawn to the big, the big breed. But in your case, you know, thanks to the online uh, research that's available, I really recommend and encourage people to go online. There's several different sites that do kind of find the best breed pet uh, to fit your family's temperament. There's all kinds of questions that can be asked. You want someone who needs a lot of exercise. You want someone who's kind of more laid back um, and kind of go from there. I, I, I'll tell you what I discourage people. Don't go into pet stores and, uh, you know, just buy a puppy uh, that you just think is the cutest thing. Because no, you know, no, puppy, no. Every puppy's cute. But these puppies grow up, and, you know, this is how people wind up with dogs that they really don't want. So you take your time, you do your research, you talk it over. I think it's great to go to 
some of these pet stores, uh, the big chains on Saturdays, will often do the pet fairs out front with rescue um, animals, and they tend to be either breed-centric or even mixed dogs. Go down to your local um, uh, pound. Uh, you know, there's great resources there, and I think there's so many animals that need that second chance. And just take your time and see what everyone sort of can rally around. Uh, I, I just this is I don't be dogmatic about it, no pun intended, because if you have your heart set on one particular breed and the other one doesn't, it's going to be hard to move that person off. Yeah, and a couple of things um, uh, I would recommend and see if you agree. Saturday is the worst day to go to the pound because, number one, everybody's there. uh, And then if you don't get to the pound by 3 or 4 o'clock, there's a lot of the would-be suspects that have already been adopted. I think uh, I read somewhere Thursday or so, you know, if you really have the opportunity with the summer that's here, uh, Wednesday or a Thursday is a good time because when they take in dogs, they're going to be quarantined for a certain amount of time. They're going to be given all their shots and being neutered and all of that. And that oftentimes that, uh, the, the weekend before type of dogs have been turned in, sometimes the ones that don't have any issues, they're, they're, they're turned around in three or four days. And if you go on a Thursday, you don't have the tons of people because I have actually been there and seen an argument between two families uh, that wanted the same pet because they were all there looking, and uh, that just spoils the whole thing. But uh, what are your thoughts about avoiding the big day on Saturday? I think that's good counsel. I, you know, I think it's wise to take a less busy day. And you're right. I think there's going to be less intake on on a Saturday, so you're probably going to be um, competing. We had a similar situation where we had you know, looked at a pet and then wound up uh, found out someone else that also wanted it, and we had to flip a coin and we lost. And I'm so glad we lost. Oh because we wound up my! Getting the kids, that's that, that's horrible. Yeah. Down the line, yeah. But uh, no, that's I think that's really good. And um, uh, again, I, I just think when you can rescue a pet, that dog or that cat will pay you back the rest of their life um, because most of those situations are generally tough situations they're coming from and you're going to do your best to love on them and treat them really well Um, but i like that if you can't avoid saturday obviously people who work and have a difficulty taking time off during the day might be a little more difficult but good counsel if you can if you can heat it yeah and what you said earlier by the way paul bator is our guest today with focus on the family talking about should your family get a pet and by the way, the website for Focus is FocusOnTheFamily.com, FocusOnTheFamily.com. Your counsel earlier, number one, uh, there's all sorts of different categories you want to research. Number one, if you do have cats or vice versa, if you've got a dog and think about getting a cat, well, you really want to uh, not only look at the, um, the breed itself on how it generally does, but if you're going to get a rescue uh, dog or cat that uh, wasn't one that we, we don't know the past, but oftentimes uh, when those uh, animals come available, the previous owner will comment whether, hey, they get along great with cats, hey, don't get this dog if you have a cat, blah, blah, blah. Then you can research uh, if you've got some issues with the shed, shedding, cat hair, dog hair, 
you know, there's various things that if you put the four or five priorities that are important on your list and then work it backwards, look at the particular breeds, especially with dogs. And that, that question, uh, not only for the exercise thing, but, but I will tell you one more thing, and, and I don't mean any offense to those of you listening here in Tampa that have Siberian Huskies. I still shake my head as a native uh, Floridian, born and raised right here in Tampa, when I see it's 95, 98 degrees, and I see folks walking on the hot sidewalk all with a Siberian Husky. Now, mm. Colorado Springs is a little bit more acclimated, I think, for that breed, but they're beautiful dogs. And quite frankly, I hope you don't get a dog because you want to show it off or, you know, you're single, or you're trying to find a date. You know, those things happen. But I'm just telling you that be sensitive to, to the breed of where you live because I just don't think Huskies are, are really made to be here in Florida. But, Paul, your thoughts? No, I think you're right about that. Um, living out in Colorado, we we have the situation with keeping your dog inside or outside. I've always been a, a person who thinks the dogs, you know, kind of enjoy inside because weather and wind and, and respect to your neighbors. And the more rural you get, it seems that more people are comfortable with their dogs being outside. But I like that idea of, of selecting the breed based on the environment you're living in, whether it's hot or cold, and certainly taking uh, you know, a responsible pet owner shouldn't be bringing out their dog without proper um, uh, consideration given to the, the cement and the surface and the temperatures and the need for water and all those things that go into being a responsible pet owner. Yeah, I think water is the biggest deficit. All right, let me reverse the conversation. Got a couple of minutes left. Let's reverse the conversation. When should your family not get a pet? Now, Paul Bator, you know, there's some people – whether they have kids or not, uh, one spouse may travel, one spouse, you know, maybe a two-job family. You know, the other side of this, when you might not want to consider a pet, is if you're never around or you're not going to be able to properly care and exercise and spend time with a dog or cat, uh, there's also times when your family shouldn't get a pet, right? Absolutely. You're right. If, so if you do travel a lot, I mean, it's up to you. You have someone who could watch the pet, whether they come into your home or you bring them somewhere else. That's certainly understandable. You know, there are seasons of life that bring you into a more traveling uh, mode. But you're right. I think um, there's all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't get a pet. If the parents can't agree, uh, one really wants one and one is vehemently opposed, I think you have to work that out. Um, If the children uh, are kind of... Uh, you know, disinterested or uh, maybe just not overly into it. Maybe you rethink that and wait until they get a little older. Because I think, uh, you know, people have asked me how old should uh, my kids be, and I think they need to be old enough. If you're not wanting to take full responsibility of the pet, the kids need to be old enough and to be able to water and feed and pick up and care for the pet, at least to some degree. Um but, you know, when you think of elderly people, great to have a companion in their home. But, it's, you know, you want to be careful. It can't be a huge dog that could potentially knock them over or cause them a lot of stress. Smaller dogs are better for older people generally. So, yeah, lots of considerations to be given. And I don't want to, again, you can't be absolute about it. There are going to be situations where it's just not right for your family at that time. And I want to tell you, there's nothing better. If you have a lazy boy chair, doesn't have to be lazy boy brand. 
But if you got your nice big chair that kind of props up, you know what I mean, in the family room. And for me, when I had my uh, my little Teddy and my little Alice, my two dachshunds sitting with me, watching TV, reading the book or whatnot, man, I tell you what, that's one of the added enjoyments of life. And um, only thing that happened with us, because Zach had come along, that we were so heartbroken when, uh, and they died within about six months of each other, we were so heartbroken in the end that uh, some folks will go ahead and get a, an immediate replacement pet for us. We just needed time to mourn. But tell you what, what a great subject for the summer, and uh, what what a diversified guy Paul Batoria is. I mean, tell you, you never know what his area of expertise is. But professionally, he's vice president of communications, Focus on the Family. That website is FocusOnTheFamily.com. FocusOnTheFamily.com, and uh, please let that be one of your early go-to sites when you've got some issues to sort out from a Christian worldview. And, Paul, thanks so much for being with us, and look forward to our next chat. I do as well, Bill. Thanks for having me back. Take care. All right, going to take a quick time out. When we come back, going out to uh, Hollywood, Ben Kaiser with Movie Guide, going to talk about that new Pets 2 movie. He and I may not agree on a review. Catch that next to Bill Bunkley show. Don't go away. I'll be right back. W262CP, Bayonet Point. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. As of now, the White House says the threatened tariffs on Mexico are going forward as planned Monday. But President Trump tweets that there is a good chance the U.S. will strike a deal with Mexico to stop those tariffs from taking effect. At issue is the volume of undocumented immigrants crossing the southern U.S. border. The United States and Russian militaries have accused each other of unsafe actions after an American guided missile cruiser and a Russian destroyer came within 165 feet of each other in the Philippine Sea. Stocks rose sharply today after the U.S. economy added only 75,000 jobs last month, leading investors to anticipate a possible interest rate cut by the Fed in the coming months. At the closing bell, the Dow and S&P were up 1%, while the NASDAQ gained 1.5%. This is SRN News. Did you know the human body does not make its own vitamin C? That's right. That's why it's critical to supplement your diet with a good source of vitamin C every single day. Aquapowder's vitamin C is a safe, effective, and delicious way to get the powerful vitamin C your body needs. And it's easy. Just mix with water and drink. Feel more energy, boost your immune system, and fight free radical damage. The secret is that Aquapowder's vitamin C combines nature's most potent forms of vitamin C, including acerola cherry, to deliver 2,000 milligrams per serving. That's real protection. And Aquapowder's vitamin C is available on Amazon. That's spelled A-Q-U-A-P-O-W-D-E-R-Z. Vitamin C is one of the best things you can do for your health, and Aquapowder's is one of the best ways to get vitamin C. 
So go to Amazon now and get your Aqua Powders Vitamin C today. And remember, Aqua Powders transforms water into wellness. Here at Faith Talk, we are always amazed at what God does at our annual Pastors Appreciation Day event. Spirits are refreshed through fellowship and encouragement. 2019's event will be the best ever. And Pastor, we want you to experience it. So save the date, October 17th, for Pastors Appreciation Day at Armature Works in Tampa with keynote speaker Philip DeCourcy an amazing meal, a vacation getaway giveaway, and so much more. Last year, the room was full, so reserve your seat today at letstalkfaith.com. Have you been denied credit? Are you paying high interest rates because of a low credit score? Join the thousands of people who've relied on creditrepair.com to help rebuild their credit score. I went to get my first car. I had to get a used car, high interest, and so I knew that things were things were done from there. For over 15 years, we've helped thousands with their search for solutions to credit issues. We communicate with you, your creditors, and the credit bureaus with a unique approach designed to remove items like late payments, collections, charge-offs, liens, bankruptcy, and foreclosures that are unfair or inaccurate. And I've gone up 40 points already. There are many services offering to tell you your credit score and even monitor it for you. But what good is just knowing your credit score when what you really need is to fix it? Credit repair members see a significant improvement in their credit scores month after month. Call now to get your no-obligation credit consultation, including your free credit score and free summary credit report. Don't delay. Call 800-859-0720. That's 800-859-0720. 800-859-0720. Sunday mornings at 730. Don't miss the crucified message. With Dr. Tony Young Jr. Let me remind you that's the way you and I have acted toward God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, but not only that, He gives us life, He gives us health, strength, food, shelter, and clothing. The Crucified Message with Dr. Tony Young Jr. Sunday mornings at 7:30 on Faith Talk AM570 and online at letstalkfaith.com. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true. I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow. But shouldn't you have a plan anyway? Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Hey, we're back, and of course, as I mentioned at the top of the hour, it's Friday. That means it's time for Movie Guide at the bottom of the hour, and we are excited each week to bring you what I think is the number one reviewing service as well as a ministry specifically devoted to the movie industry uh, as well as other forms of entertainment. Of course, I'm talking about Movie Guide. Movieguide.org is a site that I hope that you have bookmarked on your home or office PC. Also, if you're an iPhone user, you've got a special app for your phone for Movie Guide. And if you're Android, well, you'll have the app that I have on my phone. Ben Kaiser is a managing editor, and he's back with us again this week. And uh, got a couple of uh, movies to talk about, and then an article. Ben Kaiser, good to have you back. Good to be with you. All right, let's. Uh, I, I want to open this up because the first one we're going to talk about is the Secret Life of Pets Two. Now, um, 
this had been on the Bunkley agenda. Uh, Mrs. Bunkley and Zach and I accompanied them. So I have actually seen that. Uh, I've seen the movie. Uh, I actually saw it this morning, Friday morning. And I saw it with uh, a theater full of uh, basically kids and, you know, uh, moms, dads, chaperones, whatnot. Um, and, Ben, I wanted to engage you on this a little bit because, uh, let me say on the front end, the movie guide review was a plus one and a quality of three stars. But there were a couple of three things, Ben, that I saw that I just, uh, I just wonder. Uh, I think I'm a little more critical than you guys. I think I would have had it at a negative two. Let me rattle them off real quick, or the first one. The first one is that you didn't get too far in the movie, and you realize that there's uh, there's agendas all over this movie. And the first one is is an anti-circus agenda. Now, I know that uh, we're sensitive to that in Florida. We no longer have the, uh, the killer whales at SeaWorld because of the PETA folks. And we no longer had the elephants in the circus. And the Ringling Brothers Barnum & Bailey Circus, of course, is part of right here in central Florida. And so after that, then the big circus folded. And so here we have a movie where you see the person who's in charge of the big cats. And the person is dressed like the Wicked Witch in the the, uh, Wizard of Oz. Now, it's a guy, and he's got a long nose, got that long black hat, same black cape, and then uh, the scene opens up where he's whipping the tigers. And, uh, Ben, when you see something like that and you see an agenda one way or another, uh, how do you guys react to that? Well, you know, the the whole circus thing is interesting because obviously there are – horror stories of of animals being abused and there are worst case scenarios the circus as a whole is not it's a there's a lot of like history of family entertainment of uh where you know kids can go and learn about animals and and see amazing acts and i remember going to the circus as a young kid uh so whether this movie was specifically uh attacking circus probably does not it does not surprise me it's very uh, taboo now you don't you don't see those things often and uh, uh, it, it it's it's always a little frustrating when there's a kids movie and they are inserting these uh, subliminal uh, uh, messages that are very undercurrent some of them are a little more overt another one uh, message that caught our eye that always receives a a knockdown mark is uh, the cross dressing by uh by the a rabbit character that Kevin Hart voices and uh and that we or I, I believe it was the the rabbit character that does the cross dressing you can correct yes. me if I'm wrong at the very uh, at the very at the very end it's very quick very subtle and the way it's depicted and again my point of view here and, and let me just mention this for Ben Kaiser who's joining us he's the expert Again, we're talking to those of you particularly about these things who are uh, Christian worldview folks. If you're of the secular um, mode, some of these things might not strike you as even being an issue. But the part that Ben's now talking about is toward the end of the movie that one of the male rabbits uh, gets dressed uh, as a cross-dresser, rejects it at first, and then says something like, Uh, you know, I, I kind of like that. And it was very quick and very subtle. Now, Ben, take it from there because 
That was uh, I got three things I want to run by you. That was that was three of three. But but talk about that. Well, here's some. I want to add some context because this is really important. The first Secret Life of Pets, which was a great movie, was actually written by a Christian screenwriter. Two guys actually uh, that are believers, and they also wrote the first three Despicable Me movies. They did not write this sequel, um, which is very telling because. Secret Life of Pets 1 and the first three Despicable Me movies, super great movies. They even incorporate some faith content and uh, positive messages, much cleaner. Uh, and this movie, there's seems it's a lot messier, not just the, the plot and, and where the, the entertainment value, it's not as funny, a lot more uh, scatological humor. Uh, but uh, uh, it's, it's got those messages that you're pointing out, some of the violence, the, the anti-circus message and uh, uh, this cross-dressing uh, uh, theme with the bunny. So it, it's not surprising in the fact that when you don't have your Christian screenwriters, uh, uh, you know, writing writing the movie, if you don't have Christians involved, you, you never know where the pro- project is going to go. So that's why we always encourage people to to get into the industry so that they can make movies and be screenwriters or directors and uh, actually put your insert some uh, good positive values in those movies so we don't have these type of things happening in The Secret Life of Pets too. And I want to tell you, Ben Kaiser just, I mean, he just absolutely explained everything by the fact that many of you may be expecting to see the same sort of movie you saw in The Secret Life of Pets 1 written by a, Christ, a couple of Christian guys. This is not your same type of movie in my opinion for the secret life of pets too even mrs bunkley uh, was coming out talking in fact she uh she just toward the end of the movie about 10 minutes out uh, they were playing it rather loud she actually just stepped out and waited for us in the lobby but it was clear the other thing i just want to tell our audience that uh in the middle of the movie there's uh, a scene where there's quite a few cats and then you have this cat fight and and I'm just telling you that it was a fairly great. It's one thing where you see the old uh, uh, comics, you know, uh, you know when when maybe uh, uh, the coyote got thrown or something. I mean, you don't see things graphic and oh ha ha, it's funny. But this one, uh, it was like these cats uh, was punching in the eye, and the cat's holding its eye, and then it's pulling its nose, pulling its hair, and dragging it across the room. Now, it looked pretty lifelike as far as WWE is concerned, but what got me, Ben, was uh, there was a, this was opening day here, obviously, in Tampa, and there were a lot of little kids that were in there watching, and the scene that, that come across as the cat fighting scene, and they're laughing, and they're, they're like, get him, get him. And I'm thinking in a world where we're trying to raise our kids, especially with the bullying problems at school, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that was a little much for the little kids. Your thoughts? No, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. There's a lot of uh, cautions. Now, are they, is the movie like PG-13, like with, uh, with blood and guts? No, that, that's not happening. But sometimes it's even the, the subtle things that come across the most heavily. To the young viewer it's the the snide comment or the the slapstick humor even that they try to copy and this is one thing dr bear is always talking about is uh, uh kids copy the behavior that they see that's 
that's how, you, especially the very young children, children, that's actually how they learn by, by seeing it in the world and then trying to do and practice. So when you have a four or five year old watching a movie like this, absolutely do not be surprised. You should expect that what they see on the screen, they will imitate and they will copy. And that's, that's actually something that parents don't often think about. When you take your child to a movie, go in with the expectation that what they see, your children will then, enact, will then act and, and try themselves. Uh, uh, I think a lot of parents would make different uh, movie viewing choices if they had that in mind. I tell you what, so well said. So obviously, I caution you uh, greatly to go to movieguide.org, movieguide.org, review the full review for The Secret Life of Pets 2, content plus one, quality three stars. Um, I, I might disagree. Well, I might have been uh, in that meeting. I might have been debating, hey, whether it was plus one or negative one. I think I would have been really falling on my sword for negative one. Let me just give you the Bill Bunkley thought. First of all, uh, I would not recommend this for small kids at all. I wouldn't even recommend this much for teenagers. It's a shame because there's, I think there's expectations you're going to go in a summer fun to the movies and get that experience from Secret Life of Pets 1. For those of you who are Christ followers and it's important what you and your kids watch, I think you're going to, I think you're going to find that maybe this is one that, that you wish you hadn't seen if you saw it or maybe you want to bypass. I just give you those cautions. And again, movieguide.org or the two apps on Android as well as iPhone, you can get the full review. All right. I have no idea about Dark Phoenix, but tell us a little bit about Dark Phoenix also opening today, Ben Kaiser. Well, this is actually the last X-Men movie from 20th Century Fox. Uh, It's been like 20 years of of X-Men movies. I believe this is the 11th or 12th one. And after Disney uh, purchased uh, Fox Studios for $70 billion, uh, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they'll be taking over the X-Men characters. So they're wrapping up this franchise that, you know, we've known Magneto and Wolverine, played by Hugh Jackman. So this final movie is kind of wrapping up the franchise. And uh, the movie takes place in 1992, and it follows Jean Grey, who's kind of a telepathic, telekinetic mutant. And uh, she ingests this power, this uh, uh, energy source from space that makes her so powerful she can't control it and starts hurting her friends. And the X-Men, of course, have to uh, uh, find a way to save her from from these bad aliens that want to use the power to destroy the Earth. That's kind of the, you know, we've seen this movie. I feel like I've described this movie before, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's, it's a mediocre movie. The, the action is pretty fun. It's exciting, uh, similar to a lot of other X movies. But as far as a conclusion for the series, it, it's really uh, uh, kind of a letdown. The uh, villain is really weak, poorly acted, even though they have some great uh, uh, actors in the movie. Uh, the direction and writing for these actors is just very lackluster. There's some positive messages mixed in with some negative ones. Uh, thankfully, some of the characters in the movie are, are given these moral dilemmas where they're asked to to make uh, uh, to be to be better people, to make decisions, to to forgive, and to to sacrifice themselves for for one another. So there are some powerful themes, but there's. The X-Men series a lot has some underlying worldview issues as well because it, the whole thing revolves around 
uh, evolution because these mutants are higher evolved humans. So there's problems there. It, it overall, it's a messy movie. I, I we can't really recommend it uh, for everyone. Uh, uh, there's some caution with the language. Um, it's the move. It's the X Men movie, probably with the least amount of foul language. But that said, there are like one or two really strong uh, foul words uh, that w are unfortunate, and it would have been a much cleaner movie without those like two or three words. Uh, so that said, we gave it a minus two. It deserves that for the language and the and the violence. Uh, Dark Phoenix. If you're a fan of the X Men franchise. I'm not going to recommend you rush to go see this one. It might be one that you wait for for uh, rent rental when it comes out on DVD. And uh, it's definitely only appropriate for, for older teenagers and above. I want to tell you that's also a quality three, one star down from a quality four. And again, uh, we're talking about minus two, quality three. Go to movieguide.org and uh, just go on over to Dark Phoenix to get the real review. And again, uh, Ben's not real excited about this one either, certainly to round out the franchise. Well, we got a couple of minutes left, and uh, I want to point out an article that you can read at movieguide.org. Sex trafficking activist calls on people to stop watching porn and the Game of Thrones. Now, this is written by Tess DeFerran, who's a staff writer for Movie Guide. Ben, talk about this article. Well, some would say that those two things are one and the same, and uh, oh, yeah. uh, I, I think there's a lot of arguments. I've never, that. I've never watched the Game of Thrones. I'm just going to put that on the table. Never. Me neither, yeah. actually. Me neither. But uh, and yeah. I'm blessed to say that. And, but the the point Amen. of this article is that this is a an activist who who is uh, working hard and tirelessly to stop. Uh, uh, sex trafficking around the world, a really important mission. And, and her message uh, that she was, I believe she was given this in Australia at a conference, and she was saying, what, what you view has real implications in the world. There's, it, it's not a, a, a victimless act. People are being objectified, and, and real people are, are forced into situations that they don't want to be in. So there's really it's a call for people to to uh, care about what they put before their eyes, not just for the sake of their own holiness and their own walk with the Lord and protecting their heart. That's important, but you also have to realize the impact that it has on on the culture at a lar large when things like that are supported, and also the people that are involved making it. So I, I encourage you to to uh, read the article. I don't want to go too in depth on the air. Uh, but uh, yes. it's important to have these conversations and even tying it back to the secret life of pets, too. I, I love your passion about it, uh, Bill, and your your desire to, to protect uh, children, uh, especially with kids' movies when a lot of parents go in with, uh, you know, no care in the world, just trusting the MPA rating that it's PG, so it's safe. No, what, what we watch uh, has an impact, and we really need to, to care about that. Yes, and it's very natural. I got to wrap up real quick. Very natural for you to think, well, man, we love uh, Pet Movie One. Uh, got to go see the sequel. No, that's why you have Movie Guide because you never know. And I didn't know what Ben just told us that the original two Christian men were not on the second one. But anyway, we have uh, discussed that very thoroughly. That'll wrap up this show. Ben Kaiser, as always, that website is movieguide.org, movieguide.org, and you got the two apps you can check as well. Hey, Ben, great conversation. You guys do a jam-up job. 
And uh, we appreciate you being with us today and look forward to our next reviews. Thank you so much, Phil. Appreciate you guys. God bless you. All right, that'll wrap up this Friday edition. Coming up next, my pastor, Dr. Ken Witten, on today's edition of Living Truth, Framing the Values of Your Teen, Framing the Values of Your Teen, Part 2. That'll wrap up this Friday. Be back with you Monday at 4. Until then, God bless and have a great weekend. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.